Okay. Yeah. I think I'm recording now. Stay safe. Stay sane. Well, hello there. In this episode, as we speak with more people at a safe distance about their experiences through this pandemic, we travel from Carlingford in Ireland. I mean, literally here, you might meet somebody walking up the road if you didn't go into the village, and that might be the only soul you'll see all day long. And on to Hamburg. I think here in Germany, it's no, it's a good thing that fear um, doesn't take over at the moment. And then back to my hometown in Bray in Ireland. I think that maybe the Lord is displeased with the world as it is now. We could be nearing the end. And then on to Buenos Aires. The Argentinian people are completely resilient. There's whatever it is, 45 million of us here. The average age of the population is 31. So that's very young. So I think it has a good possibility to survive very well the coronavirus. You're on Stay Safe, Stay Sane. Talk at a safe distance. I'm Mark Quinn. Well, I had a first this week. Rather than attend a consultant's surgery for a meeting, the consultancy was held over the internet on an app called Ring Central, something similar to Zoom. No big deal, except a couple of things occurred to me. Number one, the consultant's fee was cheaper. Number two, because I couldn't travel due to restrictions, etc., my carbon footprint was zero. And number three, I was more relaxed and asked more questions than I know I normally would because I was sitting in my own house and not in a strange, intimidating environment. Now, these are three pluses alone for a common sense future for lots of meetings with solicitors, accountants, doctors and so on. I mean, this will become the norm. And when this virus pandemic is over, we as clients should insist on it. This is Stay Safe, Stay Sane. Stay safe, stay sane at gmail.com is our email address. And on Twitter, you'll find us at Stay Safe IRL. Also on Instagram, Stay Safe, Stay Sane. Now, we've been recording so many conversations with so many people that in this episode, we decided to bring you several short interviews. And we start here in Ireland, in beautiful County Kerry, with Chris Conway and what he observed when he was shopping in the nearest town to him, Ken Mayer. It's almost surreal, a bit like uh, you're in a film or you're a, a dream that you can't wake up from. Like, for instance, uh, the other day I was, I was going to the shopping centre and I had to pass by the church and there was uh, a funeral. Now, normally in Kerry, uh, I suppose it's true in most parts of uh, Ireland, a funeral is a huge thing and millions of people go and there was a hearse. It just had the word granddad on it. And there was no people and no cars. Oh my and God. In, in the background, all I could hear was a siren, like a, an ambulance siren. And my own footsteps. And that to me was just weird and uh, kind of, you know, strange, you know. It's so strange and so sad. Chris Conway, who lives just outside Kenmare there. Hello, Hello, Joe. Hi, Mark Quinn here. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Alpacas are from the camel family, similar to llamas, only smaller, and they're normally found in Peru and Bolivia. 
Ireland's only alpaca farm is K2 Alpacas, based in Callow Hill, near Newtown Mount Kennedy, here in County Wicklow, in the Garden of Ireland. I caught up with the owner, Joe Phelan, while he was in the supermarket doing his shopping, and I wondered how the lockdown here has affected his fledgling alpaca trekking business. We're, we're, we're no more affected than any other people. We were able to keep going longer than most. Um, we follow the guidelines closely, so once, once the guidelines have... Uh, you know, have said that, you know, no more groups of four or more um, are, and also encouraging people to cut out any unnecessary travel. Uh, you know, once that hit us, we took the decision immediately. Okay, so where are you at then now? I mean, presumably the animals still have to be fed and tended to. So how's all that working for you? Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's on the farm, it's business as usual. And actually the fact that we have had to close uh, allows us now to catch up on a lot of stuff that we had we had parked, uh, you know, fencing and uh, pens and all that sort of stuff that, you know, we had been trying to keep up with. Uh, we can now focus on and get done. We're also, we have full planning permission for uh, seven self-catering cottages. So we can progress at full speed at that now. Uh, well, pending finances from the banks. And also the uh, there's a farmhouse on on the farm, which... Was derelict so we're restoring that so now that we don't have any engagements or treks we can concentrate 100 percent on that you know and how many staff have you got joe uh well we we don't have any permanent staff so all the staff are on a casual basis uh so we have 10 people we had uh, an app that allows people self-select their slots so that way we're able to um be flexible allow people to work at the time that suits themselves and also it filled our requirements to fill our treks. I see. And so with the the treks having to stop, of course, the, the there's no revenue coming in at the moment then? Uh, no, none, none at the moment. So we're like everybody else. Uh, we will uh, apply for the special COVID-19 uh, benefit um, and we will apply for some other support funding just to keep things going so we don't run out of cash we're asking our customers not to um, look for refunds, if at all possible. No, it's just we're just asking them to try and help us. And by by looking to reschedule, we give anybody who reschedules priority over anybody else. So that means we'll be able to get them out sooner once this is over. You know, it could go on for the summer, though. You know, so we have to be very careful. Okay. And on a personal level, Joe, it sounds like you're busy anyway. So this really, there's no boredom for you in this, uh, in this really lockdown. <laughs> no, no, we're always busy. There's always more work than time on a farm. Indeed, I'm sure there is more work than time on a farm. Joe Phelan of K2 Alpacas. Hello, Mark. Hello, Josephine. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. And I was calculating there, if you're 92, you must have been born in 1928, would that Eight. be right? That's right, yeah. Okay. My mother lived to 106. I find in situations like the one we're all experiencing at the moment, it's always interesting to get the view of someone who's done a lot of living. Josephine Dynan is from my hometown of Bray, and we had a chat a few days ago. First and foremost, I think this is a plague that was sent because the world has gone bad. It's come from bad to worse, murders, all sorts of things. 
that's, you know, never happened in my day. But uh, I think that maybe the Lord is displeased with the world as it is now. We could be nearing the end. And, uh, I mean, the scriptures say that these things will all happen to coming towards the end of the world. It must end at some juncture. And so your faith in God and your belief in God presumably yes. keeps you calm then, is that it? Yeah, yes. Coronavirus, it doesn't bother me one bit. And the people talk too much about it and they dwell on it. I have great faith and I have a prayer that I say against the coronavirus and, to me about the, and I, I say to them, and they appreciate it. It's amazing. The people, you know, once you say that to them, they, they forget all about their troubles and they seem to know that it's credible. That if you put your trust, you don't have to worry. And and so is there a patron saint of pandemics? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'll never be one. <laughs> I break rules. <laughs> you break rules, do you? <laughs> yes. Okay, but quite seriously, you don't have any fear, given that you're in a very vulnerable bracket in terms of your age. No, I haven't any medical problems. And uh, the surgeon that I visit, he said, he said he's been dealing with people who are around 40, and, but they haven't got the same. He said, I'm safer than they are because heart, lungs, liver are absolutely good. My mind is perfect. I've I've no doubt. Tell me this though: you 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 are observing the social distancing, though, are you? Oh, I am. Oh, yes, religiously. I mean, I do that. I do all the right things. And have you any fear of death? No fear whatsoever. No. I'm ready to go <laughs> at any time. You've got your bag packed, have you? <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And I, I speak. <laughs> Maybe you should buy a, buy a return ticket just in case you don't like the place. <laughs> That's a bad idea. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they might disagree with me. No, I don't think so. I think. <laughs> and I'll tell you another funny story. My aunt, she was in her nineties, and she was at death's door. And I mean, they, she was giving up and. She had only a short, maybe an hour or so to live. And the house was full and they were all saying, they were all saying rosaries and prayers and all this. And she sat up and she said, will you stop saying all those prayers now? And she said to her daughter, Sarah, get out the whiskey. <laughs> and then she died. <laughs> Josephine Dynan with a great attitude to life. Stay safe, stay safe. Jerry Roach is from Ireland, but 14 years ago followed his passion for tango to Buenos Aires, Argentina. We're in the south side in the province of Buenos Aires, just a little bit south of the centre of the city. And so in the face of this coronavirus, and let's face it, it's, it hasn't really ravaged Argentina in the same way as it has Italy and, say, Spain and, and now in the United States with the number of cases they have there. Uh, it, how, how do you think that the Argentinians are going to face this? I mean, are they a resilient nation? Oh, for sure, yes. They've had, if you look at the history of Argentina, it's up and down on a very regular basis, you know. They've had, if you look at the city 
any picture of the city, you see it was an amazingly rich place. It used to be known as the Paris of the South. But then in our lifetime, it had a dictatorship and is recovered from that. It's in a hard place at the moment. It really is between a rock and a hard place because uh, economically it's not in a good spot. It's up to its neck in debt to the IMF. Uh, now they've they've relaxed that uh, uh, for now during the coronavirus problem, but it has an awful lot of work to recover from uh, from the place it is at the moment. Uh, but for sure, the Argentinian people are completely resilient because they survived. There's whatever it is, 45 million of us here. The average age of the population is 31, so that's very young. So I think it um, has a good possibility to survive very well the coronavirus. If you look at the average age of the population in Italy was 48. And it, so that means there's a lot more older people in it. Uh, in Ireland, I think it's 38. So there, Ireland has a good chance as well. On a personal level, are you concerned about family at home? Uh, my mum was taken to hospital just at the start of this with pneumonia, but she got over that very quickly and she's at home. And yes, uh, it's, uh, I mean, she's, uh, mum's in her 80s. So she's at home by herself at the moment. I think the lockdown in Ireland has made it very difficult for anybody to visit her now. Has to be special services type of thing to go and visit her, you know. Yeah, I mean, but uh, we're in contact with uh, Skype or WhatsApp and uh, she's in good form and uh, fam- there's family, local family, if it, if they're allowed to visit, they are able to visit her, you know. Okay. And what are you doing to allay the boredom? Or are you bored? Uh, no, well, I'm okay with boredom. <laughs> <laughs> Elaborate, uh, yeah, please. I mean, Elaborate, please. 20, 20 years ago, I went and spent a couple of months in a Zen monastery, you know, so I know what it's like to be quiet, so it's all right. I'm okay with this. Jerry Roach at Peace in the Lockdown in Argentina. This is Stay Safe, Stay Sane. Stay Safe, Stay Sane at gmail.com is our email address. And on Twitter, you'll find us at Stay Safe IRL. Also on Instagram, Stay Safe, Stay Sane. Juliette Hussler is Swiss and she lives and works in Hamburg. No, it's a good thing that fear um, doesn't take over at the moment. I think, I, as I said, most of the people are following the rules and acting responsible in this situation. So we're kind of calm, I think. And when you look at somewhere like uh, Italy and Spain, where things are, it seems to me, a little bit out of control in some ways. Does that really alarm you? You're on the same landmass, remember? Yes, yes, it does alarm me. But I think the problem there is here in Germany, since we are kind of living in our houses for eight months because it's so cold outside, we're really used to that. And I think in Italy, people are used to live outside. Their homes are small and you can't like force them to stay inside the house for a longer period. It just doesn't work. You, you, you kind of get claustrophobic or you get depressed. So they're not used to, to a shutdown like this. And we're at home for eight months a year. We, <laughs> it's so cold outside and you can't. So you, 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 you kind of build your home to, 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 to work in a situation like this. Your sister is a doctor in Switzerland. Have you, have you been in contact with her? Yeah, I mean, yes, she's stressed a little bit, but they didn't reach the peak um, at the moment. 
so they're still kind of preparing and waiting also the the military um people are helping now um in in the hospitals and and uh, managing everything so yes i i, I think the, the the situation is in switzerland there it's yeah it's 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 calmer as well as in italy and uh and Spain. But also on the other hand, what's what's interesting, I see a lot of old people now outside playing pool. And this this is worrying me that like we young people are taking responsibility, try to stay home, try to, to keep distance, but they're kinda I don't know if they really understand what's going on or that's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> you would have thought that they would be the first to play by the rules. Maybe they feel we've been through wars, we've been through all sorts of trouble and recessions and <laughs> all these things. I, I've heard this uh, from a few people I've spoken to that some of the older people say, oh, you know. Exactly. So they don't really worry. <laughs> Maybe they just like want to live along. And, uh... Yes, indeed. So uh, in terms of your friends over there, what's this? What's your general feeling in your age group? You're taking responsibility, you're aware of the issues and you're doing what the government requests of you. Is that it? Yes. A lot of friends are now working from home. I met a friend Yesterday we went for a walk, like just the two of us. Also tried to keep like 1.5 meter in between of us. Um, yes, I think they are very responsible and uh, trying to to take care of of the older people for sure, or helping the neighbors like with grocery shopping and it's a lot of uh, um, social um, engagement. But I don't know. Don't you think it could be it could be a change for um, a chance for society and. Um, because I think humanity needs to change direction. I can't emphasize this enough. So we have, we really have the time now to, to reflect on our way of living. So personally, I hope that people kind of see the positive effect of this shutdown and that we can adapt um, to a new way, um, for example, of making businesses or being creative or a more um, empathic and solid, solidaric place in which we, we kind of take care of each other and and yet what's important to me is that we try to think about how kind of we as a society could work together rather than, than working against each other. In these troubling times, we're bringing you talk at a safe distance here on Stay Safe, Stay Sane. Juliet Hoosler was speaking to me from Hamburg. Back to Ireland now and Jerry Norton and his wife Jennifer only last November moved from Drumcondra in Dublin to the quiet, beautiful countryside of Carlingford County Louth, where they're delighted to be away from the stress of the city and where, as the song goes, the mountains of Morn sweep down to the sea. I'd never been to Carlingford in all my life. I'd been up the north many, many times as a youngster on motorbike racing and spectating, but I'd never turned right at the Ballymascanlan roundabout. Uh, but it literally is is really beautiful. The village itself, I suppose, the population would be about 700 people, but it's a bit notorious for hen and stag parties. Uh, but it doesn't affect us in any way because we're outside the village and uh, it's very well policed in the village. Um, it's lovely. The village itself has absolutely everything, uh, bars, restaurants. Uh, there's a heritage centre that we've seen concerts and we were to see Andy Irvine next month. 
and a couple of other gigs uh, the month after, but obviously they've all been cancelled. Um, there's a lot to do, really. It's it's steeped in history. It's more or less well famous for its uh, its walks. And where we live is by one of the walks. It has uh, green lanes or right-of-ways right up to the back of Sleeve Foy, which would be the hill at the back of my house. It's magic, I have to say. It's It's just really lovely. You should be working for the tourist board. <laughs> Somebody did say that to me. That's yeah, but great... it is. It's 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 magic. Every, everyone is great, you know. And I remember my memories of the, that area are the mountains of Morn from the great song "Sweeping Down to the Sea." I mean, they're absolutely magnificent, aren't they? They're stunning. I'm actually on the patio of my house. We're very blessed. Uh, we're up a hill in Mountain Park, looking out over the village and the lock. And I'm looking at the mountains of Moan, Sleeve Donard being the biggest one, as far as I know. Uh, and they're beautiful. But I remember the mountains of Moan when we were children. We went to Scaries for our summer holidays. And you can see across Dublin Bay and Dundalk Bay, the mountains of Moan, quite clearly on the clear day, all the way from Scaries. Um, so we're considerably nearer now, but they're great. And one of these days, uh, when the weather continues, uh, we'll take the ferry from Green or over to Green Castle, which is, I think, is about 20 minutes. And it's uh, one of these roll on, roll off ferries like Valencia Island and Tarbert Killeen or that kind of thing. And go for spin. Uh, people say do the lock. So you go over on the ferry and then you go from Green Castle to uh, the likes of Ross Trevor, uh, Warren Point into Newry and then back by Omid, back into the village. It's about a two hour spin. So you're looking from the Republic of Ireland into Northern Ireland there, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah, we're looking straight across the lock. Uh, to my left, uh, there's a big ferry going by now, sea truck. So there's a, a regular ferry service from Warrington goes to Warren Point for the truckers. Uh, and that's just meandering along the lock as I speak. So be, behind me is the mountain, in front of me is the sea and the north of Ireland. And so in these kind of dark times that we're in at the moment, what's the feeling there or what's the complexion of things there? Everybody is is cooperating. The uh, village is very vibrant, but it's literally, there's one supermarket, a small but well-stocked centre, and there's two pharmacies there open. Everything else is completely locked down. Um, and everybody just, you know, uh, feels sorry for the poor folks that are confined. We're very, very lucky that we live in such a beautiful place. We went for a walk this morning at half past six. We met one soul. We were gone for about an hour. And uh, we'll try and get up the mountain later on as well if it's quiet. But people are keeping their distance and they're abiding by the rules uh, as they should be. It's senseless to do otherwise. I mean, literally here, you might meet somebody walking up the road if you didn't go into the village. And that might be the only soul you'll see all day long. Um, so I just hope that whatever does happen uh, and nobody can predict what will happen, hopefully it, it will be a good result for humanity at the end of the day, because, you know, it's, if anything, this is proven that we need each other big time. Jerry Norton there in Carlingford. Thanks to Jerry and to all my guests in this episode, Chris Conway, Joe Phelan, Josephine Dynan, Jerry Roach and Juliet Hoosler. In a future episode in this series, we'll hear from a doctor who works in general practice in Germany about her experience of dealing with patients in the shadow of COVID-19. Have you treated many patients with coronavirus? Uh, Yesterday it was like 30. 30? Yeah. And were these confirmed? 30, yes. 30 confirmed cases? Yes. Now, you might have a story or an opinion or a rant you'd like to share with us on this podcast. So we're inviting you to send us a voice memo from your mobile phone 
and email it to stay safe, stay sane at gmail.com. And of course, you know we're on Instagram, stay safe, stay sane, and on Twitter at stay safe IRL. And oh yes, the uh, consultancy that I mentioned earlier, just in case you were wondering, it was for tinnitus. Thanks to series producer Pat Hannon. More talk from a safe distance soon. And before we go, I'm very sad today. The uh, news reached us this morning that John Prine died overnight. COVID-19 got the better of him. Goodbye, John. When I get to heaven, I'm going to shake God's hand. Thank him for more blessings than one man can stand. Then I'm going to get a guitar and start a rock and roll band. Check into a swell hotel. Ain't the afterlife grand? And then I'm going to get a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm going to smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm going to kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of the world. Cause this old man is going to town. Then as God is my witness, I'm getting back into show business. I'm going to open up a nightclub called the Tree of Forgiveness and forgive everybody ever done me any harm. Why well, I might even invite a few choice critics, those syphilitic parasitics, buy them a pint of Smithics and smother them with my charm. Cause then I'm gonna get a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of world. Yeah, this old man is going to town. get to heaven, I'm going to take that wristwatch off my arm. What are you going to do with time after you bought the farm? And then I'm going to go find my mom and dad. And good old brother Doug, well, I bet him and cousin Jackie are still cutting up a rug. I want to see all my mama's sisters, because that's where all the love starts. I miss them all like crazy. Bless her little hearts. And I always will remember these words my daddy said. He said, Buddy, when you're dead, you're a dead peckerhead. I hope to prove him wrong, that is, when I get to heaven. Cause I'm gonna have a cocktail, vodka, and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of work. Yeah, this old man is going to town. Yeah, this old man is going to town. <laughs>